Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White, and it is the 23rd day of October. We have another week left in the month, another week's worth of podcasts, at least, all the way up through next Sunday. That's eight pods. Then next Monday is the final day of October. That will be the essay edition. We'll have that ready for you in a week. I do not think it's possible that we're going to finish the creed in October. So I'll just go ahead and tell you now, I'm not going to try to speed up to get out of the month. I'm having a blast. Um, my wife asked me the other day, are you enjoying doing the creed? She's really been enjoying following along. And I said, I am truly enjoying every minute of this journey of, of really just soaking this up. And I've been getting some feedback from you and it seems like people are being intrigued by the creed who have never had an experience at all with the creed and it seems as if there are some who grew up underneath the creed or had creedal christianity as part of their development and no longer do but are sort of reappreciating the creed for what it means and not just in some nostalgic traditional sense but from a theological standpoint. So wherever you are at on the spectrum, and I realize there may be some even who aren't getting much out of it, odds are you don't take the seven or eight minutes out of your day and bother if you're bored to death or just don't like the study. So if you're still with us, there's something about it that's pulling you onward. And hey, I know how you feel. I think one of the reasons I find it so exciting is around every turn is another deep piece of our Christian theology, just waiting to be mined out. And that is where we arrive at this point, which I consider the true midpoint of the creed. I want to try to explain why today. The third day, he rose from the dead. And I'll start with my text for today. I want to read from 1 Corinthians fifteen seventeen, And if Christ is not risen. Your faith is futile. Old King James here says, I think says, your faith is in vain. You are still in your sins. Hear that as one composite thought. If the resurrection didn't happen, who cares about your faith? Because you've been delivered from nothing. You see, Christ's death on the cross was our death to sin. Christ's resurrection was our entrance into the new man. If he doesn't resurrect, then we may be able to say he died to sin, but it doesn't do us any good because we do not have the possibility of the new man to live out of. There's no resurrection. So resurrection to me is the whole heartbeat of Christianity. No resurrection, no Christianity. And I don't mean someone wouldn't have started a religion around the teachings of this wise man, Jesus. Uh, But Jesus as a principal teacher is great, but we got principal teachers in every faith in the world. We got principal teachers writing bestseller books. Uh, Jesus as a miracle worker, phenomenal. Without the resurrection, we'd have no grounds for it being repeatable or even believable. But the resurrection gives us a true faith. The reason I say that this is truly the midpoint of the creed is because I want you to think in terms of ancient literature for a moment. 
ancient literature compared to modern literature. In modern literature, if I want to really put the emphasis on a point in a sentence or a paragraph, then I would inevitably do it one of two ways. Either open the paragraph with my point and then work off of it. To make it visual, I might put it in bold type or italicize it or all caps. But I'd put it up front in your face. Boom. Here's what I want to say. And here's a paragraph to try and explain it. Or you do it the other way. You build up, you build up, you give info, you flesh it out, and then smack right at the end. There's the money shot. There's the big moment. That's what we've been waiting for. That statement, that sentence, that word. That's how we write. In ancient literature, they didn't put the main point at the beginning of a text. They didn't put the main point at the, at the end of the text. They put the main point in the middle of text. And so they would work to it, and then they would work from it. And the creed is set up along those lines. He's born, he suffers, he's crucified, he's dead, he's buried. We have a descent downward, down from heaven to earth, down into death, down into, the, into hell. And then the resurrection from the dead. And after this point of the creed, we go upward. He ascends to heaven. He sits at the right hand of the Father. He will come from where? From heaven to judge the living and the dead. So downward, resurrection, upward. And in some ways, it's a microcosm of, the, of our lives. Down into sin, down into death, down into darkness and chaos, meet Jesus, resurrect into a new reality. I'm not who I used to be. I'm not what I used to be. I'm a new creation and out of this upward. Upward doesn't mean easy. <laughs> upward does indicate positive movement. Upward. We're going somewhere. And so an ascent from where I was. On the third day, he rose again as a, as a statement is resurrection. Let me hit third real quick because that's been a source of strain for some people's faith because they go, well, Jesus died on Friday afternoon and then he raises on Sunday morning. That's Friday night and Saturday night. That's caused people to backtrack and go, okay, well, maybe he died on Thursday. That's Thursday night and Friday night and Saturday night. So that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We're thinking too analytical and we're thinking too modern. In ancient texts, whatever encompassed a portion of one day, one month, one year, that was counted when you gave the composite whole. So when Paul in Acts writes he was three years in a town, he might have been a month at the end of a calendar year, then a whole year, and then another month into the next year. They would have counted that three years. No one assumed he meant 36 months, but a portion of three years. And so three days in the tomb would have had the connotation to them that you can count, you can tick three days off your calendar. He's a Friday, a Saturday, and a Sunday. Further, it also is a marker that in the ancient world meant really dead. When Jesus said, the sign that was given to the prophet Jonah 
as he was three days and three nights in the belly of the well, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Three days and three nights was a, was a literary term for really dead. This isn't, he, he's not just sick. He's not just unconscious. He's gone. And so Jesus uses that marker to connect him to the Jonah character. Okay, we're just barely started on the third day he rose again. Good stuff. See you tomorrow. God bless.